Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much as always, and thank you from our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Dedicated solely to uh, making sure you're not going to get screwed by the insurance companies. That's right. Now, they may not use that language, but I did. They'll document any actions of bad faith by the insurer, and uh, they'll protect your rights and hold the insurance company accountable. That's a good thing. They're not Morgan & Morgan. they got offices throughout the state of Florida. If you file a claim and you don't get back what you think you should, it's not over there. Call the Morgan Law Group. They'll go out and fight for you. Storms, hurricanes, roof damage, lightning, mold, fires, boats, sinkholes, you name it. Give a call today, 888-904-2524, or go to policyadvocate.com. On with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, the Seminole Headlines on ESPN Radio. This hour brought to you by our friends at Birch Orthodontics, where I received devastating news this morning, but not because of them. It's because my son's teeth are jacked, and we knew it. He knew it going in. And so, thankfully, Dr. Birch came out and talked to me, talked me down off the ledge, Ira, said, listen, we got to take out five teeth before mm. we really even solve the problem. And so the problem is... My son's got, I think, too many teeth or a very small mouth, and they don't have any room to come in. And so I instantly you know, wanted to hear what our plans were, how it was going to look, what I should say to him. She was great. Clark told me she was great. You know, nobody likes that news, but sometimes you're going to get bad news, and it's how the doctors and the staff there handle that and tell you about what it's going to take place and what it's going to look like and you know, ways that to kind of, I guess, mitigate your nerves. They did a great job with that this morning. I think the the store the uh, really the the me- the message we've come through here is you should have named him Ira because naming him Clark gave him those Clory Clark teeth. Well, that's true. That's true. And, well, and no, that, look, he should, should him. I mean, I mean, how many fake teeth you have, Corey? 16, 17? Ten. Ten. Uh, no, I have I have six fake teeth, but I had over the course of my life I had to get. Well, I guess. I had the six teeth pulled, and then I had my four wisdom teeth taken out. So in the course of my life, I've had ten teeth pulled from by a dentist. So Clark Cameron had no chance, Jeff. Is my point? Right. No but, chance. No. But Chauffel Cameron. Would have been fine. Chauffel Cameron. Well, we could have gone Ira. We could have gone Ira. Gone Ira Cameron. Hey, so by the way, Corey, when my son calls you, tell him to buck up, man. Help him get through it because he's nervous. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. I'll let him know how much it hurts a lot, and the pain really <laughs> never goes away. <laughs> 
in my 40s, it started to wane. Yeah. It started to wane a little bit, but it's. But let him know you learn to adapt. You you adapt to the pain. I live with the pain. You, you have you to live with the pain. Lot. You don't sleep a lot. You get no. drunk-addled. But you know, from there, you'll be all right. You'll go. Uh, you away. can you can numb yourself to it, Clark. <laughs> There are a lot of things that help out in this world to that devastation. Yeah, there are a lot of numbing, a lot of numbing agents. Yeah, that's right, that's right. Birchorthodontics.com. They're great, even if you get bad news. They're great. There you go. That's not the slogan that they would be, want to be known even, by. Even if, <laughs> even if your even if your teeth are jacked up, we're gonna They're make great. you feel better. Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Uh, I did appreciate my conversation with Dr. Birch, who desperately wants to see football. Is worried like everybody else that we may not see football. Did want to talk about that. We did talk about that, and I said, "Hang in there. That's all we can do. There's no, you know." Specifically, college football. I mean, the NFL looks like they're gonna play. I mean, oh, they'll definitely play. They're mercenaries, and they're yeah. billionaires that write checks to make sure that they're going to be able to play. That's going to happen. Uh, but you're right. College football is, is still up in the air. All right, let's get to the question. Austin writes, I was thinking about y'all's horrible and depressing first hour from a few weeks back. How bad was it in comparison to FSU's losses? Was it the Greek tragedy that was the 87 Miami loss? Was it the shocking, what in the world is this, and Willie's Virginia Tech loss? Was it the Jimbo loss to NC State, snatching defeat from the jaws of victory? So I like that those are the three he chose. Clearly, those are the three that have resonated with Austin in his life. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I would say that the 87 Miami loss is a Greek tragedy. That's a fair descriptor. I would also say that since we're on radio, what in the world is this is the right way to describe what many of us were saying when we were watching Willie Taggart's first game against Virginia Tech. I do want to say on a humorous side note, was there anything better than seeing Coach Taggart's face when he walked into the press room after that game? Oh, man. Like he had seen 17 ghosts simultaneously. It was the best, that look of, what do I say? It you know was, it said? was, it was, it was, it, like I went into that week thinking, man, this guy does not seem concerned enough. Then you see them play and you're like, holy blank. Mm-hmm. And then you see his look afterwards and it's like, no, really, he had no idea. Like he was completely completely lost. They had no idea what, 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 what he was about to see or what he was about to experience. I'm going to pick that game for the comparison of that first hour, because I think it was just a debacle from the opening kick and that hour kind of went right off the rails. So, uh, that's why well, we blame Jeff. Cause he drives the train and you got to yes. just wear it sometimes. Sometimes you're not going to do a great job and you're, you're not going to do a great job in your role. Normally you do a great job, but when you don't do a great job, it's obvious. It's like a long snapper. Yeah. Those other, well, those other games in those other games have gone well for periods of time. You know, there were it wasn't a debacle from the opening snap. So that's where uh, my argument, Corey, was that it wasn't that I did a poor job. It's that I made a choice you disagreed with. And so, you know, I think that's a key component to this. I was still very professional in the way I drove the hour. I just drove it off the mountain. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, it, well, and I blame Ira and I for just kind of thumb and Louise in it yeah. and just like, okay, I guess we're going off the mountain with you. We're not going to say anything. We'll just go right along with you. I was sort of a Jim Jones leading the way, yeah. sort of just, yes. guys, let's drink this together because this yeah. is where it's headed, you know? No, he didn't drink it, though. That no, was the didn't. problem. Yeah, yeah, that was the problem. They, well, they that's not the only problem. That was, that was the only problem I had with his, his yeah. whole time in French Guyana. That was really the only issue I had with what he did. Is that he didn't drink the He didn't drink it, too. At least the guy with the Haley Bop Comet. Killed himself yeah. with the rest yeah. of those. Yeah, he losers. put on the sneakers and died with yeah. them. Yeah, he did same thing. Put blankets over them and then joined them. There you go. On to the mothership. Uh, <laughs> there's a great example of thin the herd. Uh, Ryan writes, 
Fellas, thinking about the recent events at Roll It Out There Roy University, do the, students have, do the students have any legal recourse if schools go online only, but the football players are still on campus? Surely someone somewhere will hire a strip mall slappy lawyer to find some obscure title. Um, yeah, that's interesting. I, I think higher education has been in trouble for some time. I've had issues with what's been going on. The, the, the level of for-profit that we talk about with that has been a sham for some time. This is now really the kind of the crossroads where we see the house of cards crumbling. I do think we're going to be reading about lawsuits all over the country. And, and I don't mean to say that this is directed solely at athletics. No, I mean, just in general, with college kids coming back on campus, if you see shutdowns like this a week to 10 days after they come on, you know, it's alarming to me that North Carolina had a 2.6 infection rate. They welcome students back. It jumps to 13.8, and they send all the kids that just got infected back home. Yeah, that's, not that's great. That's not, not a good well, look. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess they were like, all right, let's get them out of here before it becomes a 70%. Um, <laughs> when it comes to that, yeah, I mean, higher education, this is a reckoning for them, too. We talk about how the bubble burst with athletic departments and, and all the money. Well, it's going to be the same thing with higher education. Literally, when this started, I went and looked at all the salaries of every Florida State employee. And there are hundreds of teachers, professors, assistant professors that are making six figures, hundreds. The head of the library sciences is making a quarter of a million dollars a year. Let's let's curb that down a little bit. I'm all about I'm all about people making money if they can, but at the expense of what? And so I don't know that. Going back to that question though, um, and I mean at the expense of like, okay, higher education, the the this, the tuition keeps going up and up and up. Okay, well that that's one of the reasons why. Um, a big reason. As far as that question, though, as long as soccer players are, are able to practice in online classes only, too, so you have no Title IX issues, I don't see how a lawsuit could stand with that. The, the players are on campus. I mean, I, I guess you could say my kid wants to be on campus, too. Um, but they're all, the, if, the, if the football players are all taking online classes, too, then what, what lawsuit could you bring to a, to a court? Yeah, a couple of things. I go back to the big picture thing as you just uh, try to dismantle the higher education system. I mean, you got to think about how it gets to that point, though. It's it's every school, it, just like in anything, you want to be the best. You want to be perceived as the best. The way to get the better kids into your school, the better research candidates into your school is to improve the status of your school. And then the way you do that is you get better faculty. The way you do that is you got to pay more. The way you uh, improve your – there's marketing. There's so many things that go into – I mean, Florida State's the perfect example. I mean, it wasn't that long ago Florida State was was nowhere near the top 25 nationally, but they poured a lot of money and resources into and changed a lot of things they do to try to do that. Now they're a top 20 school. What that does is it brings in great researchers, bring, brings in – and then those people, you know, if they invent the cure to COVID or whatever, now that does so much for your school. So it's, it's spending money to make money, and then the way they spend the money – to your point is by raising tuition and, and, and all that. So it's, I, we can't just sit there and say, well, why are they doing it? It's not like they're just giving out money just to give it out. It's in that pursuit, not much like athletics. I mean, athletics is the same thing. Everybody's trying to be the best. So they're pouring all this money into sure, it. But I'm just saying, when you take a step back and look at it, how do we get here? I get it. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's yeah. the whole point. I know where we are now, but it's, it's remarkable how many, there, there's, rich, a, rich, there's an entire show by the yeah. way. 
like a six hour show that we could do yeah. on this. I, I, I've actually like you, Ira, I love this subject. I've read a lot about this. We can we can we can harken back to the early sixties when sometimes in certain places college was free. Yeah. <laughs> but but it's it's obviously yeah. been a long haul to get where we are. Yeah. But and then moving on to this point though, obviously, uh, you know, I I don't think, I mean, we could be wrong. I don't know how many people are going to be suing for access to being on campus during a pandemic. But I would say that, you know, our perceptions of what was acceptable from college football or any college sport being in a perceived bubble have changed completely in six months. Incorrect. I mean, don't include you know, me in your or. I was saying this in March they needed to do this, and I'm going to bring it up every time well, you do this because I was shot a, down just like I was shot down when I said, I why don't they move? I didn't shoot you down. I did. Why, why don't they move the Boise game to Tallahassee if there's going to be a hurricane? I did. And I got ripped. Yeah. Like yeah, I just said, why don't they play it on the moon? Corey Clark, I'm going to have to interrupt you just like you interrupted Ira. You bring that to Ira. You don't bring that to okay. this guy. Just say it. That, All right, hey. I never said a word to you about that. Well, guy. I was looking at Ira when I said it. Oh, I wasn't, I, you, you know what I mean? I wasn't necessarily, but I know right. Ira ripped me okay. for that, too. Like, yeah, man, blind, do that. blind squirrels find nuts. Well, my <laughs> I, point is, I keep you, finding them, baby. Maybe I'm not blind. <laughs> you, you, the, my problem with uh, some of your contentions, things like this, is a lot of times you – I wouldn't say you necessarily think through all of your, you know, it's sure. just kind of, and that's you kind of shoot from the hip a little bit. <laughs> and every once in a while you're going to hit the target. Yeah, I'm just saying, yeah. I want a, a little bit more. People have been shot along the way, but, oh, but every now oh, and then he's hit that target. I want a little more Tom Brady than my Jameis Winston is all yeah, I'm saying. Understood. Understood. Yeah. That's hey, that's a fair, that's fair. But yeah, in this instance, I mean, I think, I honestly think not you know, to bring the show down. I don't know few, how you play. Well, very few people would have gone along with it. My point with what you were saying five months ago, I think now people find it more acceptable. I, I think that's how you play. That's how you play. That is how you play. I don't disagree with that. You, We've got to kick past, and I know the three of us have, the sham of amateurism. We already know that the student athlete is basically an employee. We know that. It makes the university millions upon millions of dollars. We get it. But you still have people out here who are aghast at the idea. And, and now they're seeing it play out before their very eyes, the lengths to which universities are going to go to prove our point that they are above and beyond the general student body, to say the least. Yeah. Well, we all know that. Well, we all a, known that. Yeah, it's a different. Yeah, it's just a, it's a different entity. Um, and, and the reality is during the course, I mean, you know, again, I. I think most college football players, my point to that though also would be, it's not like they're indentured servants. They want to be there. They want to play. They want this opportunity as much as anybody. If they don't, they can opt out. Um, And you're seeing some players opt out. That's fine. But the vast majority want the opportunity to play college football. They want to play, whether that means giving up a fraternity party on a Friday night. You're talking about about right now. You're not talking about the bigger picture because they don't have a choice really otherwise. Uh, I I understand what you're talking about for right now. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I'm just saying football players who want to play college football in the past, pre-COVID, really didn't have options. No, I got you. I know I got you there. I understand. Yeah, no, it's 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 it'll be interesting. I I know where Corey was about to go, but Corey, unlike the last time, I'm not taking us off the mountain. I okay, know good. about to go because you hinted at it and I was like, oh no, no, let's get this back on track. All right, let's get hey, I appreciate that. You're there starting you to do your job. I just want, I want you guys to acknowledge that I did that because <laughs> he was ready to steer us off the cliff. Seminole Headlines, 979 ESP Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 979 ESPN Radio. More headliner questions, and away we go. Travis writes, no question, just wanted to say how much your show means to me. It's the highlight of my week. 
Uh, appreciate that, Travis. Thank you. Kyle writes, hello, gentlemen. Thanks Thank you, man. Kyle writes, hello, gentlemen. Thanks for always bringing great content each and every week. With it just being the SEC, ACC, and Big 12 playing realistically, who would your final four playoff teams be if we make it that far? Uh, this is two parts for me, guys. First of all, I don't I don't think we're going to have a playoff, do you? And I don't think we're having bowl games, do you? And I don't think we're playing I, a, a, you I, know, a, a national championship. I think playoff, I'll be curious to see what happens. I mean, they're still holding out hope that they're going to have it. You guys it. are crazy. The bowl, the, the you bowl think that, that, that these three conferences would go through all this and, not get that and just say that's a wrap? No, you're probably right. Like, yeah. they, think about how they would stick it to the Big Ten. Yeah. If they said, hey, we're going to have our own playoff. The NCAA doesn't control any of this, so we can do whatever we want. Well, it would certainly be interesting because when you have conference-only schedules, we're going solely by eye test then. Yeah. Well, I mean. Which, it's going to be the most ridiculous championship ever awarded, but okay. No, or you, no. anything pre-1970 was ridiculous. Of course. We're going back to those days but, where it's just but, haphazard. But, I mean, you could say the same thing about a 60-game baseball season. I mean, I you know, I get it. The the one thing I'd say, though, about the bowl games is – the, well, the bowl games, the bowl games are there. Are, there's regional things you can do from a bowl games. I mean, there, you know, the idea of maybe a Florida State playing a Florida bowl game, or or you know, there are things you can do from a bowl game. And, and TV, ESPN desperately wants that inventory. So I think there's going to be a there's a decent chance for sure there's going to be bowl games. And ESPN would love a Clemson Alabama championship game again. While while Oregon, the players from Oregon and Ohio State get to be like, man. Oh, no, that's never mind. Hey, listen, cool. that's, that's an interesting subject. I mean, oh, I, the Big Ten better hope everything shuts down. Yeah. Because oh, and they're going to go out of their way. Trust me, over the next month, you're going to hear from Pac-12 and, Ohio, and Big Ten leaders, people on their medical board, talking repeatedly about how uh, idiotic these other three conferences are. Because they have to. Because if this goes off, look, there are going to be hitches. But if it goes off and they play a season – while those two conferences just sat it out, and especially the Big Ten, which apparently didn't have a vote on it, it yeah. gave no reasoning for their – at least the Pac-12 had reasoning um, in, a, in a list of things that their medical panel said. If the Big Ten just flat out doesn't play what, and, and this thing goes off, then that, they, they have to des- – they are desperately rooting for all these schools to shut down. How would you like to be your first year as the Big Ten commissioner, and this is what you're dealing with? Well, I, I mean, think he might be—he might be part of the problem. I mean, well, I'm gonna say. I mean, yeah, that's what I'm saying. I mean, there's a lot of. Whew, this is gonna be a grand opening, grand closing for him. I'm afraid. Um, <laughs> here we go. Preston writes. Uh, Glad to see that our guys still can't block anybody. In these uncertain and unprecedented times, could Coach Norvell petition for a waiver to swap out the offensive line for a three Mississippi rush? <laughs> hashtag hashtag block it up for that ass. <laughs> I mean, what are the Wisconsin guys doing? Like, do you think in a week or two, when it really looks like if we're still going on, and it's like, man, they're going to play. They, they, they've, they've, they've gone to online classes only. The frats are shut down. They're going to play. They're going to play in a bubbleish type of environment. Does, does the starting five for Wisconsin, like, guys, let's, let's go do this. We don't have five slots for them to come take up, but, but okay. Wait, four. You got four. Don, they get they can get along with Dante. <laughs> I like the uh, three Mississippi. I like the fact that the, I like the idea of going to three Mississippi. I also wonder how we came up with three Mississippi because the the th- the thinking would be they it's picked a, a word. It's a yeah. long word, but right. nobody ever said Mississippi when they were rushing the quarterback. It's Mississippi. one Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. like literally nobody ever you said Mississippi. You should have to spell it. You should have to spell it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
By the way, yeah, you could have just said and, Tennessee. You could have, yeah, you could have. One Florida, two, but one Georgia. The in in your 99 percent of the time, you're you're running it too. Yeah, you know, you're, you're already. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're halfway to the quarterback at two Mississippi. Yeah. So it's uh, curious how we got to that point, but I think it's a good idea. Some of the great playground arguments involve foul, no foul in basketball. Uh, you know, because how many times is a guy taken into the basket and perhaps body is not nearly as severe as we would like for that foul to be called? Right. And then they usually just go ball, ball. And everybody's kind of like, whoa, man, at some point we're going to have a conversation about when you can just say ball. And then secondly, rushing the quarterback. If you're jumping me and my guy's about to score and you tag me and I know you came at two Mississippi, we got a problem. We're oh, and then whether what did did you get tagged before the throw? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. Big time just, playground arguments right here. Oh man. And then any kind of tag in general. I got when you. I, two, when two I played pickup ball, uh I would take charges. <laughs> and most guys out there aren't taking charges, no. and I would call it. Charge. Ball up, charge. That's our ball. Which yeah. which made you immensely popular. Yeah, yeah. I'd call charges all the time. Uh, Kristen writes, if I tell that the if I tell that the season ahead will be no better than four and seven due to the new coaching staff, troubled offensive line, et cetera, would you rather the 2020 season be shut down due to COVID or still play the year? Which works better for recruiting? Seeing a bad season or the allure of everything is getting better without any on-field results? The second choice. Yeah, you, 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 yeah, you don't want to. Four and seven does nothing for, I, for Florida yeah, State would, football. No, it doesn't. I would say the if you're not going to play a whole season, the the best case scenario is getting a couple wins early. Like the best case scenario, if they can't play a full season, is to start off two and zero. We, we're going to find out who, I guess now since we're recording, we'll find out before this airs who the eleventh game is going to be. But if you know they're going to, you, you like their chance against Georgia Tech. If they win the second week and they're two and zero, if something happened then, well, either you beat Miami or you don't play Miami and something happens then, then I think things are working out pretty well for recruiting. If you don't play at all, it hurts. Or if you play and have, if you really struggle, I think it hurts. I want to add that if Florida State goes two and zero and the season gets shut down, since it's willy nilly anyhow, I'm going to go ahead and declare us as champions. It doesn't yeah. really matter. We're harkening back to the pre 1970s at this point, where it's just eye test. If we're two and zero and we look at all impressive, that's a championship, gentlemen. Well, Corey, yeah, absolutely. Corey, Corey yeah. said he's already he's already said he's going to write the whole season stories like he did with basketball, right, like right. the NCAA tournament. Yeah, I like yep. it. I enjoy. It's going to be more realistic though. Oh, you thought you were a little bit over the top last time? Well, maybe a little bit, but also I mean, there are going to be some losses in there. There are going to be some Blackman tough games. It uh, might be another social media controversy. I'm going to get I'm going to get into it. You think you have working evidence that there are more of those problems lying in wait? Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. hey, no, I don't, but hopefully let's uh, let's not ever have to deal with that again. Michael writes, Seminole Headliners, remember when the most controversial part of the 2020 was the Super Bowl halftime show? Good times. Anyway, technical question, but are we walk-ons also being sequestered like scholarship players? Uh, I mean, to a degree. I, you know, right now, I don't – right now, usually the walk-ons, you can only have a certain amount, number of walk-ons in the program during preseason until you get to a certain – until school starts. Like – you can have a certain number, like I don't know if it's 15, 10 or 15, whatever it is, um, that are kind of preferred walk-ons that can be part of the team until school starts. And then you can have the other walk-ons show up. Um, and my guess is the ones who are there now 
are subject to all the same pro- yeah that for sure they are they're subject to all the same protocols as everybody else uh, now those other if you're going to take the other walk-ons who arrive in preseason um, you know when school starts those guys wouldn't have been part of that protocol so I think that might be difficult I need to, I need to ask about that. that's a good question but anybody that's question. part of it anybody that's part of the team right now whether you're a walk-on or not is going through everything that everybody else is going through Seminole Headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Lee writes, howdy, boys. How likely do you think it is that UNC will play football or even basketball this fall? If they don't play, is there even a 50% chance of ACC football? Bubble the damn basketball teams right now. Yeah, I really want to see basketball. We've talked about that, and I hate yesterday – you got the first stages, the first articles being written, broaching the subject about what do we do if basketball can't start on time. And this is how it starts, guys. We all remember way back when this began in March, we didn't think there was any way that we were going to be talking about a no football season possibility. And now here we are in August, and those articles are beginning to come out about, eh, you think they're going to be able to play basketball? Damn it, man. I don't want to go to this path, not with this team loaded like it is. I, I mean, think they ahead. could move it a little bit. I, I think they could. You, number one, it's a lot easier to, to uh, isolate 15 players as opposed to 100. Um, and, you know, I, I think you could move it to you, you could move it to January and play into May. Like and those guys would still have time to get ready for the draft. The NBA could move its draft back a month so they could have the combine. But I think you could have May Madness if you wanted to have a full season and start it in January or just do conference only games. I do think. I mean, good grief. We'll be 11 months into this thing by then. Come on. We got to figure out a way to get this done. But I, I, I'm i telling you, I think North Carolina is going to be fascinating because as of now, they're practicing. That football team is practicing, even though the rest of the college is remote only, remote learning only. So if that's the precedent that's been set, there's nobody telling North Carolina they can't play football. So – that, I think, is going to be the domino that starts all these other schools going, well, why don't we do this too? And if that happens, then, yeah, you can absolutely play basketball. Yeah, like we said earlier, I mean, I think the the optics have changed from, from when Corey was the lone wolf yep. saying bubble bubble college football. Well, you two, the the, wolf. you two were the lone wolves. <laughs> saying I, get, bubble. I, get, I, did, I get Tom credit for that too. We were all like, look, man, I know amateurism is a sham. Just bubble them up and let's go. Uh, some of us didn't think the rest of the world was ready for it, but now I think they are. Yeah, right, Ira. Like nobody ever argued that it wasn't the best path to getting there. We just wondered whether or not you could even do it. And I and I don't know that you could have done it unless you went through these three or four months. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah, you were you were not likely to see a group become proactive. You're right about yeah. that. Um, but man. We knew this was a joke. We were like, look, man, who are we kidding? Let's go. Let's just be honest about what we're seeing here. And I uh, think, you know, in college basketball is easier because, it, like Corey said, it's it's a smaller number of people. I think any NCAA can't – the NCAA will go literally go bankrupt if they don't have another NCAA tournament. So, All right, yeah. I have a question instead of going to the headliner questions. I have a question for you, Ira. All right. What's going on with the yarn in the background there? Uh, I'm looking. I see a bunch of yarn. Are you guys knitting left and right? I see like an orange one and a white one. And Probably a Ira. That's mostly <laughs> Ira's stuff. <laughs> if I if I showed you, I mean, I'm not saying we could solve world hunger if we stopped buying yarn in the Schofield household. I'm not saying we could. I'm not saying we could feed a, a country. God, why do you got some yarn? 
Hey, dude, yarn is not cheap, Jeff. This is one thing I've learned. There's different, co- you know, you can go walk through, and this segment's going to get me killed. No, it's way, okay. She doesn't listen. No one in your family has ever listened to some, this show. Some of her coworkers do. Oh, and okay. It's going to be a problem. But, you know, since you asked, um, like, you can walk through, like, a, a department store and see some yarn, and it might be, you know, three or four or five dollars. I don't notice the yarn, but okay. Well, I, I've never noticed it. yarn in my life anywhere. They have it. And, you know, in, 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 in a normal, like, box store, it might be a few dollars. But there's apparently some premium yarn out there. I mean, there is some high-quality yarn, and we've invested in some high-quality yarn. Uh, but don't I, suggest – the point of contention occasionally. But don't suggest selling any of these products that we've, we've made and invest all this money in because then that, that might offend someone. Uh, so, and it kind of takes away the purity of the yarn. If you're trying to make a profit of it, it's more just for the the, the purity, the love of yarn, so, not to turn a profit. So yes, we have a lot of yarn in this house. Let me ask you: Are you making afghans? Are you making? Oh, oh what, what do you are, got? What aren't we making, Jeff? <laughs> we're, we're making afghans. Oven oven mitts. Presents for people. Booties for babies. All right, that's cats. it. I'm on record, Ira. This Christmas, I want my freaking yarn present. Whatever. Okay, I do too. Right. I, I need it. oven mitts. I need yeah. oven mitts. Something that uh, yeah. Yes. I want if, yarn. If anyone out there that has requests, any yeah. headliners yeah, who would like gonna... something made from yarn, let me know. We've got a, we've got uh, plenty of supplies and, and a willing crew to make them. And it's free. Uh, so yeah, you, you guys, uh, you guys, you know, you guys should add some daughters and and uh, you know a crafty wife. What aren't we making? That was a great line, uh, Zach. I've already answered the question about Warren Thompson's backstory for the most part. I'll get myself in trouble if I continue down that path. Um, I think we know how that played out. Nathaniel writes, you can add one former non-offensive line player right now for this, their last season, assuming it actually happens. P-Dub, Raynard Wilson, Shade Tree, Dalvin, Primetime, or the kicking game trio of Jano, Stark, and Greg Reed, you get all three. Who do you each take and why? Bonus question, what's your favorite super unhealthy cheat meal or snack? And then he goes on to thank Dr. Birch and says we're all wonderful. Um Thank you. Thank you. Uh, which player am I taking? Shade Tree. Every day, that's, all that day. Was, that, that was the only one. That was where I went immediately. 100%. Oh, man. I mean, it's not, but that's the thing about Florida State. It ain't like there's a there's an automatic answer. Like, I bet Peter Warwick would make the team better. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't block. I think, um, Renard, I think Renard Wilson would make the team better. He would. He would. There's no doubt just, about that. Yeah, I just Shade think. Shade Tree. Dion would probably make the team pretty good. Shade Tree, maybe. I think with this defensive line, this secondary, if you had Marvin Jones, I mean, you're, the, the, the race is to 10. Yep. The race is to 10 or 14. We're on the same page, brother. I, Randy Moss. Which I'm still have, imagine Randy Moss and Terry. Still angry about it. Still no, I know. about it to this day. It was the ridiculous. dumbest damn decision ever. Well, Sean, you know what's ridiculous when you think about it? When you really think about it. Is that he was going to get in trouble for smoking weed at all. But he was he, he not that he was going to get in trouble. He spent a month in jail. Yeah. Because he tested positive for weed. Because I guess that violated his, violated his probation. Yeah. Dude. And yeah. It was back a, home in West Virginia. It wasn't just of, hey, you smoked weed, you're off the team. They had a player that was going to jail for a month. Hey, if we could do a six-hour podcast about the higher education, how many hours could we spend on the criminal justice system? Hey, oh, buddy. Oh, my gosh. And we already know what went down with the West Virginia story. We did an entire thirty yeah. to thirty on that one. And yeah. yeah um. By the way. Wouldn't it have been something to, to, to watch him and White Chocolate playing basketball? Oh, man. In West Virginia. It ain't like they were in Miami. Middle of 
or Pumped Atlanta. Virginia, that poor competition were killed. <laughs> like coal miners kids. Just getting, getting just dunked on and crossed over. <laughs> What's funny look. is the way Randy Moss was per, like per, portrayed nationally, yeah. like during that time, compared to like when you hear him talk or, or who hear, is or people, yeah, yeah. yeah, people who like him. I mean, it's it's a uh, it's interesting. I still laugh at straight cash, homie. When he's yeah. <laughs> getting into his car, that's still good. And I, yeah, man, man, man. By the way, that E60 or 30 for 30, whichever one it was, yeah. may have been the saddest one they ever did when that poor guy looks at the camera and starts crying about the path that he took. I'm like, oh, no, no. I was not yeah. expecting that. That was, that was a toughie. Um, Amy writes, did you guys watch this season of Last Chance You? I did not. I'm sure Corey did. Um, yeah. He, she then goes on to say, thoughts? I've hated almost every season, yet still watched it. But this one, I really enjoyed. No former FSU players, and the coach is not a piece of blank. Yeah, that was the best thing, is the coach is actually a human being, unlike those other two guys that were just complete, just cartoon characters. and all. They just seemed like awful people. This guy seemed like he was actually a decent person, but they weren't any good either. Like the last Last Chance U team went like 3-9, and nine, and then this team... <laughs> I mean, they they lost like four games too, and I'm like, pick better teams, man. We want we want to go on a championship run, but uh, yeah, it was uh, they lived in Oakland. One kid was living in his car. They don't get scholarship money in California JUCOs, so they have to li- they don't get housing. They have to pay for their own way. So it's a whole different ball game in California JUCOs. I have an aside, by the way, that involves California JUCOs, and you may or may not know this, Corey. Did you know that Nick Nolte played on multiple California JUCO football teams? Everybody knows that. Ira, me and Ira were talking about that last week when we were doing our Nick Nolte so, podcast. So, so the point is, you didn't know that. And it's a <laughs> funny and cool story. My man kept changing his name and just perpetually playing Juco. Oh, really? Football. Yeah, man. Yeah. Especially yeah. back then. Like, that yeah. was probably the 60s, right? They can't yeah. go. They couldn't they, do any research. They, they couldn't find out. He was like 26 yeah. years old out there <laughs> killing people playing Juco football. Yeah. Uh I used to be able to do a Nick Nolte impression. I can't do it anymore, but I used to be able to do one. I love Nick. He's a mess, but I love him. Stevens writes, um, <laughs> blow, blow, Seminole headlines. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Seminole win. Yeah. With only 76 FBS teams remaining, is the smoke em if you got them plaque expectation being elevated from a top 40 defense, or do I hear top 25? Oh, That's a, real, that's a really good question. Yeah, it can't just be top 40. Um, hey, hey, wait a minute. You mocked the idea that they could be top 40. Then we had to – if we're going to call out people for bad takes from four months ago, when I, when I said they're going to be top 25, they're gonna be, they got a chance to be a great defense. Whoa, 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 whoa. Even if they were top 40, that would be amazing. Now you don't think top 40 is enough. Well, no, because that's 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 if they're fortieth, that means they're right in the they're average, they're straight yeah. average out of seventy six. We want to be a little so- bit of we want to be in the top third. Yeah, man, I, I think they could be top twenty five. You were incredulous at the idea. You could go from ninety. Well, hey, I tell you what, they could be in the top twenty five now because half the country ain't playing. I don't know what <laughs> point you're trying to make. I, this was in the this was under the impression that there were going to be a full, uh, you know, complement of football teams. So, if there's only seventy teams playing. And you could be in the top 25, that, that's worthy of a plaque, I think. Not top 40, because that what means... If I, that, I'm going to set it at top 30. You want to do top 30? Top 30. Well, the, the plaque's already made, guys. Yeah. Oh, you already got it made? You, you well, already we got have, it? I have the plaque in you there. Did she stitch something together? It's not a we, she. Oh, you're talking about his family. Yeah, Kim, family. Could, Kim could stitch something together, like a, an she, amendment. Uh, she crochets, by the way. She doesn't oh, stitch. it's not called stitch? No. 
Nope. Are there two different things? Is it knitting? There's No, it's not knitting. It's not knitting, it's crochet. Crocheting. Do they when get assaulted if you say knitting? Can you make an Afghan, Ira, you're crocheting? I mean, uh, maybe you can knit an Afghan, but not in this house. <laughs> Does she take umbrage when somebody says she stitches Look, or knits? If you if you were a crocheter and somebody said you were a knitter, you might not appreciate that. I legitimately that. didn't know there was a difference. I, I don't even know what crocheting means necessarily. I do. You loop it around that little thingy, Ira. You got yeah. that little that thing that has the hook, and you kind of zippity-doo, zippity-doo through the – yeah. Yeah, I've yep. seen it. Yep, yep. My, my, my those, also those my hooks mom. also those hooks Jeff yeah. you, you can get the cheap ones in the box store or, or the very expensive can, good you, ones that yes. last a lifetime when, she, when yeah. she's really deep into crocheting do you sometimes get behind her like Patrick Swayze and Ghost <laughs> is it like a Patrick and you with like crochet, hands, you crochet with, with her yeah. hooks? Can, you I, can I stay at one of your guys houses like <laughs> You get behind her, you grab the hands, and you you grab the hook. Yeah, you grab the yarn with her. Just start massaging the yarn. We just celebrated our 21st anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, good job, buddy. Why do you all want it to end there? No. Just grab those hooks, maybe kiss on the back of the neck while you crochet together. (laughs) It's all coming together, babe. Seminole Headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Wrapping it up. Seminole Headlines. Let's get to some questions. Drew writes, which comes first? All players get banned from social media or the Power 5 conference break away from the NCAA? Can the first year get any tougher for Norvell? Yeah, this has been a a doozy. It's been a toughie. Uh, Uh, I would say... I, I can't imagine. I, I guess I can't imagine he's going to ban social media. That's, I hope that, he does. I hope he does <clears throat> ban it all. It's ridiculous. Might now, be hard. Maybe, to, might be hard to recruit. Ridiculous. Now, okay. now maybe if the, if the players all decided to take cut themselves right. off, like yeah. like Jimbo used to say they did, which they didn't. Yeah. Uh, that might work, but I'm not you expecting need, it. You need your leadership council. That's what you need, yeah. Ira. You need your leadership yeah. council to step in here. Matthew writes, will the Knowles find an opponent for a sixth home game? If so, who are the candidates? I think they definitely will. Um, I mean, we've heard some names. I, I think that from what I was hearing, you know, they had options. And the question becomes, do you – trying to find the best option. You know, the, obviously money's a factor. Also, do you want to play a decent team or do you want to get a win um, that you're sure of? I mean, the, the argument I would make is I've, a lot of people talked about USF and BYU has been mentioned in other schools. Like if I'm if I'm Florida State, I want another Stanford level school if I can, because you don't want to end up in a third. Not that I think Florida State can't beat any of these schools, but you don't want to end up in a fourth quarter game in that game. Your first game is Georgia Tech. Your third game is Miami. You don't want to go into that Miami game having to worry about week, your week two opponent. So Agreed. I, it's time to beat that ass. Get that's yeah. week. Yeah. Find somebody. So yeah. so we'll see what they do, but no, it hasn't been announced yet. Uh, David writes, what would you have rather seen, social media during the 93 season, the 99 season, or the lost decade? That's a great question. Nine, nine, ew, man, there's, man. Yeah, there's no telling. I'm going to say the lost decade because there, there would have been some nastiness on a daily basis. Oof, yeah. Some, some of those Rick's years, buddy, that would have been something on social media. All of it, though, that's the problem is you, you, you know, <laughs> ever like even the good times, there would have been crazy stuff, but certainly in bad times, yeah, yeah no doubt, that would have like been awful. The, the 2002 or three ish, 2001 and two yeah. would have been rough. I will say this there's no way the whole Jeff Bad 
you know what? The whole decline of Coach Bowden, and particularly the Jeff Bowden part, could not have been possible in this era. Like, there's no way – because you only saw it back then. You heard it on your show. You saw it on our message boards. And on game day, you saw some students show up with signs. But there, there wasn't the constant beating of the drum that you have in the social media age. I just don't think Jeff Bowden could have been offensive coordinator for, what, six years, whatever six it was? Six years, yeah. There's no I way. Did, I did my best, guys. I tried hard. I tried. Yeah, I not tried. hard enough. I tried hard. I tried everything I could. Um, okay, so, Corey. If was, I hadn't have come down here, Bobby Bowden would still be the coach. Good point. Good work, Corey. Yeah. Uh, Corey writes, we all know Jeff is a scotch guy, but if you had to, what's your favorite cocktail at the bar or at home? Corey wants to know. Well, I mean, you drink your sarcasm, uh, Michelob Ultra. I don't. I don't drink. Ira, Ira's drinking Sam Adams. Yeah, if I'm drinking at home, I'm drinking beer. Sometimes I'll drink like if I'm at a club, club or something. I might drink like gin and tonic. I like. Would you, know, you, you know. like it, Yanni's? Yeah, of course. A little or, uh, good call, Ira. Good call. Yeah, I like, I like gin and tonic. If I'm gonna, yeah. if I'm gonna, if I'm gonna grow up a little bit, I'll go with a little gin and tonic. Okay. Is Corbin going to be wearing the number zero for the season, or is that just for practice? No, he's, that's for the season. Him and yeah. uh, the defensive tackle transfer from Mississippi State. Love it. Baby both, love it. Yeah. They're both zeros. Now, are they – I didn't see. Is it a double zero or just it's a, a zero? Single, it's a single zero. Oh, man, I'd like, a, I'd like a double zero. Yeah, they may want to reconsider that. The single zero doesn't look great. And I'm not no. a jersey uniform whatever guy, but, but uh, I, the zero hadn't really uh, caught my eyes so far. Greg writes, if the only way the Power Five teams could make it into the Super Conference was by the head coaches throwing hands, who's the first in, who's the dark horse, and who is the would-be favorite to get upset? Who's the one giving the upset? I'll tell you one thing. Alabama doesn't get in. Oh, no. Nick Saban. He would get his ass whooped. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Because all those guys would want to take their shots at him for what they've had to deal with the last 15 years. That's what I'm saying. He's 5'2, and he would get demolished by everyone. I don't know there's a head coach that wouldn't wouldn't beat him up. Who's the favorite, guys? Who's the guy? Charlie Strong's not in the Power Five, so we can't go that route anymore. Coach O's in there. Coach O's up. uh, Oh, pretty strong, dude. Strong guy. Country strong. Yeah, and he's a big dude too. Yeah, so he, uh, he'd, he'd have a chance to, to I think lead the way. Mike Loxley's getting Maryland in. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Loxley's getting Maryland in. I'm trying to think of going up and down the row of coaches here. Uh, in the I ACC, think, there's no. I'm real thinking power. about teams that struggle. I, I don't like North Carolina's chances. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by, the way, by the way, on a side note, the other day, I got to give credit where credit's due. I was I got in the car I was running an errand and I flipped over to SiriusXM my other employer and I was flipping around and uh, I listened to a long interview with Mac Brown and you know towards the end of his career as a broadcaster I thought it was catching up to him I thought Mac we may want to call it a day and ride off into the sunset buddy he is sharper now than he's ever been and that interview was illuminating. I, A, wanted to play for him when it was over. B, could completely see how it is that he can get North Carolina turned around, and I didn't think that was possible. That dude's sharp as a tack right now. I don't know if he's doing drugs or something that has helped alter where he was because at the end of the broadcasting, he sucked. And well, now he was awful he at that. All- now, he was awful at that, and I've got a good friend who works on those college football crews from yeah. – a person that used to work in newspapers. And I, and I would complain about him as a broadcaster, and what, what I was told was – 
He's just the nicest human being. Yeah, he so doesn't want to criticize. He doesn't want to criticize anybody, so he won't say what he really thinks. Um, but the dis, you know, disappointing part of all that is, I mean, he would, you know, what I was told, he would have walked to Florida State. He would have, he would have, he made it very clear to everybody in Tallahassee that if Florida State, when when Jimbo left, he would do anything he could to get that job. Florida State had no interest, and they went. But, I can understand, but you can kind of understand how I get it. But now, in hindsight, though, I'm right, just saying right. he's obviously he would have recruited really well, I think, at Florida State. I, I, it I would, would appear. It would appear. Yeah, I would encourage anybody who didn't get an opportunity to listen to that interview. It, I think it was on ESPN Radio. I just happened to be listening to it on SiriusXM. So I, I, I honestly, if you can find that, it was really good. Um, just his answers about the college football as a whole needing to have sort of a czar of college football. He talked about why that was. He talked about his career in college football and the things that have been that have worked out and the things that haven't, where the NCAA is wrong and where they're right. He was spot on with everything, and he did a really good job about talking, protecting players and student athletes. It came across as incredibly earnest. Well, none uh, of that matters, Jeff, because he wouldn't be in the super conference if coaches were throwing hands. No, he's going to get an ass kicking. You're right. It's You're tough. Right. Stuff it's, he, I don't. I'm, I don't think there's anyone out there he can beat. Lou Holtz doesn't coach anymore, does he? <laughs> now, see, I don't think. I don't think any of the other coaches would have beat him up. They just would have like held well, him like you do with a kid. Yeah, yeah. Like, just hold him back. Yeah, they, they, the same. Like back, been, we both know what has to happen here, man. Just take a dive. <laughs> I don't want to do this. It's like, Larry Holmes stand, it's like Larry Holmes standing there with Ali looking at the ref. Like, I, I don't want to do this. Yeah, this isn't fun. Nobody's this enjoying this. Don't make me do this. It's not what I want. For Irish Chaffel and Corey Clark, I'm Jeff Cameron. Thanks, everybody. Be well. We'll talk to you again next week. Take care. Seminal Headlines on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.